to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. I am so grateful, as always, to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic. Last episode, I talked all about detox, what it means, what it's not, and why it is actually very important because of the health implications it can cause to not be properly detoxing on a regular basis. So if you happen to be jumping into the podcast right here at this episode, feel free to continue listening along. But today's tip are going to make a lot more sense if you go back after this and listen to the previous episode called Let's Talk Detox, where I explain all of the reasons why the things I'm going to talk about implementing today are so important. As per usual, simple changes in your diet can positively contribute to your liver health and ease the stress on this vital organ and support your detoxification. And that is what I'm going to go over today because you know me, I am all about giving you simple strategies to execute in your life starting today. The big ones to reduce, as if we didn't already know this, but I feel like I should say it just in case, things to reduce would be highly processed foods, genetically modified foods, sugar, uh, processed sugar, I should say, animal fats and fried foods. But none of this, I'm going to, I mean, you're not shocked by this. This is not shocking news. Now, all of the things I'm going to talk about in this episode are going to help encourage healthy liver functioning to maximize detoxification, aid your digestion, increase nutrient absorption, reduce bloating and gas, and stimulate bile production, which will help with regular bowel movements and fat metabolizing. This will be especially helpful if you are someone who is living without a gallbladder. So definitely pay attention to all the things that I'm going to talk about in today's episode. So let's hop right into it. What is a liver loving diet? Well, you could have guessed it starts with plants. <laughs> the biggest ones are cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, arugula, cabbage, kale, bok choy, the glucosinolates. I just wanted to make sure I said that correctly, and I'm not even sure if I did, but the glucosinolate, see, I just messed it up again. In this family of veggies, turns on many of the genes that help to regulate detox. And the more you eat, the more activated your detoxification process would be. So cruciferous veggies are something that we try to incorporate on a daily basis. It's something that I tell my clients as they are moving along in their plant-based eating journey, that one of the things to try focusing on getting in fairly regularly is cruciferous vegetables for this reason, to help with supporting detoxification, but also because they have so many powerful compounds, especially helpful for we're fighting things like cancer even. So cruciferous veggies for the win. The next thing that you can do to start supporting your liver today is lemon water. Yes, 
Simple, right? Citrus flavonoids aid digestion. They help fatty liver. They enhance fat metabolism. They reduce insulin sensitivity and many, many more amazing qualities. Lemon zest can also be really helpful for improving gut flora. So if you have a fresh lemon that you're using the juice of and you throw a little bit of the zest in there, you got a double bonus there for you. It only takes about a half to one organic lemon, like one or two tablespoons of lemon juice and about two cups of water. Apple cider vinegar can work similarly, but you really want to have those citrus flavonoids in there. Having the lemon water first thing in the morning when you wake up can be especially helpful for setting up your digestion all day long and for stimulating your liver and supporting your liver first thing in the morning. This is something I recommend to all of my clients, but especially those that are living without a gallbladder uh, because it really helps to aid digestion. Many of my clients have implemented this and have been surprised (laughs) by how much it has changed their digestion, especially as they are increasing fiber and increasing their plant servings. And like I said, in the case of not having a gallbladder, this one has been particularly helpful for for those clients of mine. Next up on the list is bitter herbs and veggies. Now, some of those veggies will come from the cruciferous vegetables, uh, but bitter herbs can also be really, um, really helpful when it comes to detoxification and liver support. Increasing consumption of spinach, mustard greens, chicory, endive, dandelion, garlic, and one of my favorites, turmeric, can all help with supporting healthy liver functioning. Some of the key herbs, we dive a little bit deeper into herbalism here, Some of the bile movers are dandelion root and leaf, burdock root, yellow dock root, uh, turmeric, shisandra, ginger, artichoke leaf, bitter burbines like golden seal, Oregon grape root, barberry. Um, And if some of these are completely foreign to you, I will say with any of the herbs, while most of these that I'm going to list off, I've got a couple more here, uh, are generally safe. Please consult a professional holistic person or herbalist for proper dosage and usage. I know enough to be dangerous. I had a, uh, you know, some herbal training as a part of my holistic nutrition certification, but I also have a good friend who is a very well-trained local herbalist in the area who I also go to for additional information because she knows this stuff on a much deeper level than even I do. You really want to make sure that you are talking to someone who knows what they are doing when it comes to herbs. Plants are amazing and they are potent. And when not used properly or in a health situation that might react differently than most, like I said, the ones I'm talking about here are generally safe for most of the population, but you never know when your particular situation might make something react differently in your body. And I would hate for you to have a potentially negative impact. So just make sure you're checking with someone who knows what they're doing before implementing anything when it comes to to herbs. Some other herbs that act as protectors for your liver and detoxification system are milk thistle seed. Shisandra is a double duty one there. Turmeric is also double duty. Ginger and artichoke leaf, which I mentioned before. So some great options there for bitter herbs and vegetables to help with supporting your liver and stimulating detoxification, aiding digestion. Potassium rich foods are really important for detoxification. Potassium is a crucial mineral helping in the transportation of nutrients throughout your body. Our first thought when we think potassium, what is it? I'm sure it popped up right now. 
Yes, bananas. Exactly. We all think potassium bananas. It's a well-known fact that bananas have potassium, but there's actually many other foods like avocado, sweet potatoes, spinach, watermelon. Yes, it's not just water, coconut water, uh, white and black beans, edamame, butternut squash, potatoes, Swiss chard, uh, beets, pomegranate. They're all higher in potassium than bananas. So don't just go for the bananas. There's a lot of different options for potassium rich foods, but make sure you are getting potassium rich foods in every single day. I mean, the list is pretty expansive there. You can get something in every single day that is really rich in potassium and making sure that you're hitting your potassium needs to make sure that the transportation of those nutrients throughout your body is happening successfully. High phytonutrient foods are really helpful and important for your liver and detoxification. These are things like green tea, pomegranate, red grapes, berries, citrus, bell peppers. Any of the foods that have those bright, dense colors are going to be high phytonutrient foods. You know, going for like a purple potato versus a white potato. The white potato has its benefits. And believe me, we eat white potatoes every single week in this house. But the purple potato is going to have a higher phytonutrient level because of the color. The power is in the color. So when I tell clients to eat the rainbow, it really is because there are so many different nutrients and powerful compounds that come in each of those colors. So make sure that you really are eating a wide variety of colors and getting those phytonutrients in as well. That's the quick list of what you can be eating on a regular basis to help support liver and detoxification. I know, right? That was, that was so fast, Casey. Like that's really not hard. I eat some of those things already. Yes, it can be simple. I said on the last episode, you don't need to be buying expensive supplements. You don't need these juice cleanses to help support your liver and detoxification. Obviously, if you have a specific liver issue going on, there might be some additional steps that you want to take, but these are some simple measures that you can start doing right now to make sure that your liver is getting the support that it needs and that detoxification, that whole system is able to function properly. Now let's talk about what else you can do from a lifestyle standpoint to help your liver and detoxification. Because as I mentioned on the last episode, Our world is becoming so increasingly toxic. Liver issues like this didn't used to be such a problem for, you know, everyday people. It wasn't a thing that people ran into very much, except if they were, you know, overusing OTC drugs or recreational drugs or alcohol. Like it used to be a disease that was reserved for those people who are really abusing their liver. But these days we are bombarded by things in our environment and the products that we use that as quick as we try to clean things up a bit, it's really hard to get away from all of those toxins. But there is a lot you can do from a lifestyle and self-care standpoint to help your liver and detoxification. Here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that being kind to others can actually help your liver. Yes. Your liver is such a huge controller of your mood, which is why when it's not in good health, we may experience things like increased anxiety, increased depression, and anger. So in many ways, behaving with the opposite feelings will actually help take the pressure off of our liver a bit. Pretty cool, right? 
I mean, I think so. So here are some self-care tips for supporting your liver. Anger management is going to be the first one. It used to be, there used to be a term for people who were constantly angry. People would refer to them as liverish. And that's because of this mood control that your liver does have. It's important to release anger when it happens, or it does put undue stress on your liver. Some great ways to release anger some things that might work when when you're feeling it building up are throwing soft things at a wall. If you have like soft squishy balls or things like that, you can throw them at a wall and not break something. Uh, yelling is a really great release, underrated. Like it's, it's why when we get to our boiling point, we do end up yelling because it is the body's way of trying to release that. You could do this in your car by yourself so that you don't look like a crazy person or you don't scare the people that live in your household or yelling into a pillow can also be really effective so you don't scare the shit out of everyone that you that you live with. Punching pillows can also be really helpful for releasing anger and I think a pretty obvious one, like intense workouts, going for a run or doing some really heavy lifting, something that's a bit more intense can be really helpful for releasing some of that anger. The next self-care or lifestyle tip that I have is uh, just cleaning up your products. Um, There's plenty of research to support that the chemicals found in all of our household and personal care products are producing endocrine disrupting results and toxic overload for our liver. There are a lot of companies now who are trying to do better, who are trying to clean things up, but I'll be honest, we do a really shitty job of this in the United States. There are other countries who have banned thousands of more chemicals out of their personal care products and household products that we still allow in the United States. And we are sitting here becoming like one of the sickest countries in the world because we are just surrounded by all of this shit on a regular basis. Now, I understand it is costly and overwhelming to try to switch everything in your house at once that you know has toxic chemicals in it. But start with one product at a time. As you are running out of something, hey, I'm running out of deodorant, I'm going to switch to something that has less toxins in it. Oh, we're running out of shampoo and conditioner. I'm going to look for a shampoo and conditioner that has less toxic products. What I would suggest doing and what I typically tell my clients to do is just start going through your house, either start with your personal care products, your makeup, things like that, or start with your cleaning products and go through each room and just start writing down all of the things, write down the brands of things that you're buying and check them on like the environmental working groups database, or there's an app. Now I'm totally blanking on it. I will remember, of course, after this is over. Environmental Working Group, though, has a great website for that. Uh, look at the information. I mean, they're not they're not 100% great at measuring every product out there. Um, sometimes if they don't have information, something could have a good rating because they have limited information. So just read the description so you know what it is contributing to the score. But still, it's a great place to start to get an idea of where the products stand in your house currently. And as you go through that and you find things that maybe are more toxin heavy than others, that may help you decide what you're going to replace next when it runs out from deodorant to laundry detergent, skincare to kitchen cleaners. I mean, even our clothing and furniture has toxic chemicals on it these days. Changes can be made everywhere and it is getting easier every day thanks to more responsible companies. But I understand that there is financial commitment tied to trying to replace all of these things. So 
do it slow and steady. Every swap that you make counts and can help with taking that load off of your liver a bit and not having so much of a burden on it when it comes to all the toxins. Another thing that you can do is reduce drug use. And obviously recreational drugs are one thing, but any and all drugs you take, whether they're over the counter or prescription, if you have a prescription or something, it must be processed by your liver. And believe it or not, many of them really can do some damage to your liver. They are not necessarily, I mean, they're considered quote safe and effective. They're looking at it in relation to the symptom that it's supposed to be treating. They're not really looking at the fact that when you're on multiple medications, for example, or, you know, taking over the counter stuff, including your prescription, like they're not looking at all of those things. When your doctor writes you a prescription, yes, if they have already written you some prescriptions already. They have that history, but they don't know what you're doing on a regular basis. And so they're not paying attention to how much your liver is having to process on a regular basis. Many of these prescriptions are somewhat toxic to your liver. And it's very important that you seek the assistance of a naturopathic or integrative doctor to help figure out safer alternatives if they exist or ways to at least reduce the dosages on your medications so that while you may still have to be on them until you can heal from whatever it is that you're taking it for, perhaps you can reduce the dosage by doing some other naturopathic uh, remedies and things like that that will be a little bit better on your liver. This is also why getting to the root cause of your issues is so critically important. Medications for every symptom that you have is so commonplace these days. You've got one for blood pressure, one for your cholesterol, you know, one for whatever. But like, why are all of these things elevated in the first place? That's what we need to be going after, not just taking a medication for every single one of these things, because you are just putting a Band-Aid on a leak and the leak is going to start leaking again just from the side of the Band-Aid this time instead of straight out the middle if you don't actually patch the hole, right? Like you have to figure out the where the hole is and patch the whole fucking hole so that you don't have to be on these 80,000 things. So you're not doing your liver any service by being on multiple medications either. It's, it's not, that's not helping you. The other thing that you can do when it comes to self-care to support your liver is lowering stress. I think this is one we can all agree is universally not great for our body, but it is one of the hardest things for us to necessarily take control of things that you can do, learn to say no, like Find the power and no, you do not have to do everything for everyone. Trying to create time for yourself and relaxation, I know, believe me, easier said than done. I am in a stage of life right now where creating time for myself and relaxation is slim. So I do my best in other ways to be able to lower my stress levels. Delegate when you can. Let go of negative toxic relationships. This can really have an impact on not just uh, you know, your emotional and mental uh, well-being, but it also has a big impact on your liver and detoxification because, you know, again, your liver has a large part to do with your mood and, you know, all of those things are are just going to tie into each other. It's It's not a surprise. If you've been here for a little while, it's not a surprise that all of these things are connected and you can be having things going on in your liver that are causing something mentally mentally and emotionally as well, or vice versa, that when you have mental, emotional things going on, that they are going to impact things like your liver and your detoxification. Pent up emotions will find ways to create stress 
in your body system. That's just what's going to happen. So releasing those emotions whenever you can and finding ways to be still or being able to quiet your mind. This is why I have my friend Kelsey host a breathwork session in Simply Healthy Academy every single round because we need lots of tools to be able to cope with stress. We we have, you know, things like workouts, go for walks, take bathroom, but like not all of that works. Sometimes there's so much going on that you really need some more tools and strategies to help with reducing stress. So I have her come in and do a breathwork session as one of our calls every single round. And we just had one a few weeks ago and two of my clients fell asleep on the call because that's how much they were able to release and relax during that session through breath work. I mean, breath has such a profound impact when you look at the data on what can happen from just taking a few deep breaths on what it can do to your blood pressure almost instantly and your heart rate almost instantly. It's really a a powerful thing. So what will work in one situation for you may not work in others. And you need to be constantly exploring new ways to help release and lower that stress. So breath work can be a great one to look into as well. And I mentioned this one on the last episode, but going to bed earlier is a big helper for your liver and your detoxification system, not just to get more sleep because sleep is obviously important, but because the liver and the gallbladder's best working hours are 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. So when we aren't asleep by 10.30 p.m., we interfere with their planning and have poor quality sleep because of it. I mentioned last time like you might wake up between the 2 to 3 a.m. area, 1 to 3 a.m. area. And that's a good sign that there's something going on with your liver, that there could be hormonal imbalance because of that sort of middle of the night insomnia during those planning hours. I have a client right now who we are working on recovering from adrenal fatigue and some hormone imbalance. And she's feeling lately like if she doesn't stick to everything perfectly, that her body starts to feel like trash again. And the one thing she is struggling struggling mightily with is getting to bed at a reasonable time. And so this is where she's got the other pieces in place, but we can really see now that especially because she's recovering from adrenal fatigue and hormone imbalance, like her liver has a lot going on. Her detoxification system needs to be on point. And by not getting to bed at a reasonable time, she's really interfering with that process. And it's making it that much harder for her healing to happen. We are trying to come up with creative ways to slowly get her body to shift back to a regular nighttime circadian rhythm to help with this part of it. The other thing I want to mention when it comes to sleep is with blue light in our faces nonstop from screens and everything else, it has really affected sleep for a lot of us and our natural rhythm getting confused. I know you've heard probably about this before, but if you feel like you get wired at night, like all of a sudden at 9 p.m., you are ready to go and start doing all the projects. And that's part of the reason why you're not getting to bed at a regular time. Uh, Monitor your evening screen and light usage. And when I say evening, I mean, when the sun is starting to go down, pay attention to how many screens you're looking at, how many bright lights you have on in the house. As the sun is going down, you want to be gradually reducing the amount of light that is going on in your house at a time, which 
I know for some of us, depending on what is going on in our house and what we have to do. And, you know, right now I'm recording this episode at night. And so I'm obviously looking at my computer screen, but I have my blue light blocker glasses on, you know, sometimes we can't always shut off all the things, but I have like one little lamp on in addition to my screen, but look at your evening screen and light usage and get yourself some high quality blue light blockers so that if you do have to be on things, or if you like to watch a little TV in the evenings, you can help reduce some of that blue light that is getting into your system because it really does disrupt your melatonin production and melatonin is your sleep hormone. And that is what is going to help you stay asleep through the night. Please do not take melatonin. It is a fucking hormone. Please do not take it. That is just going to do not great things for your body. So just try to work on reducing some of that blue light. Ideally, you should stop using screens and bright lights altogether at least 30 minutes to an hour before bed. Again, I know that that's not always possible, but I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you what you could be doing to make things as best as possible for your health. So that is all of the things that you can be doing from a lifestyle and self-care standpoint to to be supporting your liver and detoxification and all of the foods that I mentioned in the beginning. So, I mean, packed it to, to the gills right here. Don't say I never gave you nothing because this episode is full of ways you can start supporting your detoxification today. Quick, simple, to the point. You can go back and listen to this episode very easily. Jot down all the things that you need to be doing. You could start this at your next meal even. Whenever you are listening to this, I guarantee that there is at least one food that I mentioned, lemon water, something that you could be doing at your next meal to start supporting your liver and detoxification even more. This isn't going to cost you a small fortune. This isn't, this isn't impractical in any way. Of course, in Simply Healthy Academy, my 16 week group coaching program, you get full support with making these changes and customizing your herbs and such to fit your current health situation. We're about to enter May, which means we're only two months away from the next round of Simply Healthy Academy. I can't believe it. We just passed the halfway point. Like it's, it's crazy. And these women are doing awesome. Head over to my Instagram to see all of the amazing wins and successes that they are having. I've got that weekly showing up in my stories. And I also have two highlights with past client successes in my profile that you can watch anytime. I hope that this supporting detox episode was helpful for you. As always, feel free to connect with me over on Instagram at Simply Healthy, K-C-K-A-C-E-Y. Let me know what you're doing to support your liver today. I would love to hear a message from you or see you tagging me for all the things that you're doing to love your liver a little bit more today. Thanks for listening and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants.